Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Roan, sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life. Really just trying to do my fucking best. In today's episode, I want to talk about how relationships change and evolve through sobriety. But this is more than just sobriety, though. This is through complete mindset changes. You know, relationships will naturally evolve over time. Whether we grow up together, you know, or go through changes together, or just evolve naturally, you know, as people do. I'm sure that everyone can relate. You have people in your life that have maybe fallen off over the years. Maybe you aren't really into the same things anymore. People move away. People start to have families. You know, there are some relationships and people that stick in your life through these changes, kind of evolving with you as you go. I often reference to people being in your life for just a chapter or two, you know, maybe half of your book or others being there for the whole book. I mean, I'm, I'm writing a book. I've been a writer and a reader my entire life. So everything, it's not abnormal that I think about our lives as a book. We each are, our story is our own book. And I like to think about each different kind of phase of our lives are different chapters. And while they close and another one begins, it doesn't mean that the previous ones aren't important to the ending and to how, you know, the whole book plays out. Each part is important. Now, I think the biggest test to this topic and, you know, evolving and changing relationships in my life was when I started my journey through sobriety. Um, when it very first started, as I've mentioned in the past as well, at the same time that I was, you know, really sitting to beginning to sit with my relationship with alcohol, I was also introducing practices like meditation and yoga and clean eating, all of that into my life as well. Everything changed very dramatically within about six months. I realized that completely eliminating alcohol was really the only way that I could personally live a full life. I left my ex-husband. I went I started incorporating yoga and meditation and mindfulness into, you know, my daily life. I just opened my eyes to a lot in like a very, it was just like you, I woke up and all of a sudden my, you know, my entire life had changed with everything I was going through with all of these different changes. It was difficult to separate friendships and relationships in my life that I didn't necessarily need to hang on to from the ones I needed to keep. You know, obviously I made the decision to leave my ex, but that was the main one. There were also friendships of mine 
that I had, you know, grown and, and maintained and, you know, brought into my life, you know, acquaintances, deeper friendships, you know, all of these people that I was kind of surrounded with, you know, especially from, you know, beginning to live in San Diego up until the point and, you know, up until really right that point that I, I had a difficult time kind of separating and figuring out what was going to stay and what was what was going to be left behind. This kind of got brought up. The reason I'm I'm talking about this is because recently someone reached out to me and was asking my advice about their own sobriety and, you know, asking questions about how I first got started and what books and podcasts and all of that, that really helped me initially understand my relationship with alcohol and then maintain my sobriety, you know, all this time. One of this individual's biggest fears, which is totally normal, is losing friendships, you know, not being included anymore, not being that fun, outgoing party person whose identity so many of us keep a hold of. What I told them was that, yeah, you're most likely going to lose relationships, especially if they are founded on something more shallow and circled around the idea of a party, of a fun night out. And if you remove alcohol and the the fluff, sometimes there's still something really beautiful underneath, while other times there's not. I have friendships and, you know, and, you know, relationships in my life with people that have maintained that I, you know, knew and that were in my life before all of these changes, you know, within myself started happening that are still in my life. Now, others have kind of fallen off over the years, and it's not a judgmental decision to exclude yourself from people or things that are no longer serving you. I have definitely learned throughout the last three years that I have to be really selfish sometimes. And that's something I think specifically as women, we have a very hard time doing. We are taught to be nurturing, be caring, care for others, you know, put others first. And it's rewiring that thought process to put yourself first. As you know, we all hear, you cannot give your all to meaningful and loving and and deep relationships if you're stretched thin, if you're giving yourself to things that you shouldn't be, that don't deserve your attention anymore. You know, I, I love really hard And I love the people in my life and my relationships, but I have been learning and really, I mean, continue to learn. And I will always have to learn that I have to put myself first. You reach a point where you've taken a step back. You've kind of decreased that, um, you know, that filter on your life. You've heightened your sense of gratitude and joy. Your awareness is improved and it'll be really apparent really quickly when you're talking with certain people that you might just not be on the same page anymore. 
you know, it's not something that hides any longer. It's pretty in your face. It's funny because it's like, you know, I remember when I was dealing with a million insecurities and was just fighting for attention and just like I needed to be the center of attention all the time. And I needed to be constantly surrounded by people. And, you know, I was drinking a lot and the conversations that I would have looking back, I mean, you know, good portion of them, I don't really remember, but they were just bullshit. You know, these conversations that I would sit and have with people for hours while I was drunk at a bar are not the kind of conversations or the kind of time that I want to spend in nowadays. You know, I used to be able to, you know, after getting sober and after, you know, all of these mindset shifts, I used to be able to smile through events and hang out with 30 different people all the time and, you know, maintain these relationships. But now I do not have time for that. (laughs) I'm a busy bitch. (laughs) Other relationships then have the opportunity to evolve and to grow into something so much more meaningful. My relationships now are fewer than what I had when I was in my early twenties. I'm in contact, you know, really, you know, constant or, you know, semi, you know, constant communication with way less people, but they are, those relationships are on such a deeper, more meaningful level. I had spent a lot of time in my life you know, trying my absolute best to be in every single place at once to make sure that everyone was happy and that I spent time with all my friends and loved ones as much as I possibly could. I would sit down with my planner because, you know, I've always had a planner on Sunday or Monday and every single day was filled every single day. There was not a single day that I left for me, it was dinner with this person, drinks with this person, dinner with this person, going out with this person, lunch with this person, going here with every single day. And I would rotate through my list of friends. Mentally, I had a list and I'm like, okay, Monday, I'll hang out with this person. Then Tuesday, this one, then Wednesday, this one, then third, you know, so everyone gets a, a portion of my time. Yeah, I absolutely do not do that anymore. When I was drinking, it was super easy because you could just meet at a bar for drinks, your dinner and drinks. I mean, really, honestly, anything with drinks. When this was removed, a lot of friendships of mine, you know, and relationships ended up being really empty. And I realized quickly that there was nothing else to do with certain people or there was nothing else that I and this and these other people had in common enough to do without drinking. And that was, it was really hard for me to come to grips with. And a lot of those friendships slowly kind of fizzled away. Now, it is not to diminish these relationships. And like I said about, you know, everyone having their place in in your life and their place in your chapters, because at that time, during those chapters of my life, they were wonderful. And those people are still amazing, but we grow, we evolve. And sometimes 
people are only meant to be in your life for a few chapters instead of the entire book or the majority of it. We hold on to things that are no longer serving us for the fear of loneliness. Because belonging is so innately part of who we are, the need to belong to a group, the need to fit somewhere. It is really hard to step away from that, to remove yourself from something that's comfortable. Once you do and understand that your life is so much more important than to be spent on things that don't bring you joy and fill you up and create this connection of intelligence and wonder and emotion, all of those more empty relationships can be let go of. It doesn't give them any less significance or importance. It does mean, however, that that chapter is closed and that that's okay. I also want to say, I think it's really important to understand that we can grieve that. Grief is something that is so intertwined in a spiritual and healing journey you start to grieve parts of you that kind of, that it's almost shedding layers of yourself. It's closing chapters. It's reviewing past chapters and shutting, you know, turning the page on those and grieving that. I didn't understand until really later on in my sobriety and after tapping into my spirituality and connection to others, as well as to myself, that I was grieving you know, grieving the loss of an entire identity of a person in a lifestyle that I had known for years, the majority of my life. I was always this one person. And then really suddenly I was not. You know, we talk about the good and the fluff that comes from raising your vibrations and diminishing the bullshit filters that we put on our lives. Like everything is going to be great. You just like step into the light. But we don't often address how sad it can be to let go of an entire era of a huge chunk of your life, to step away from something you have always known, people that used to be really important to you and into a newer life. Something does not have to die for you to go through grief. I was learning and really thinking about this through my connection, through my you know research about the, the discussion around bittersweet and sorrow and how moving or changing jobs or ending a friendship or ending a relationship, all of these things where it's like one thing is no longer a part of you or your life. Something is gone, no longer, or far away from you. You have sorrow. You have that bittersweet feeling of loss. You grieve. So to understand that it is perfectly okay to grieve the loss of who you used to be. That for me, while I was changing and while these friendships like really started to kind of, I'm It's like I was sitting back and realizing I don't have anything in common with these people anymore. I I don't enjoy the same things they do anymore. 
there's nothing underneath getting drinks with them. They're amazing and they're wonderful. And I value them as a person, but we're not connected anymore. The idea of who you used to be and the people that you used to surround yourself with, you get these flashes, right? These memories of old times and of fun and laughter for that to no longer be part of who you are anymore is sad. And you have to grieve that you have to let yourself go through the grief cycle and let it go and then move on to the other chapter. But it cannot, it is not going to be this like, okay, I'm shifting my mindset. I'm working on all these things. I'm raising my, my vibrations. I'm stepping into my higher self. I'm manifesting all these amazing things. I'm, you know, decreasing all these filters on my life. Maybe I'm removing alcohol or drugs or substances of any kind. And then all of a sudden there's just light. You can't just disregard the whole chunk of life that you've, that you've spent. You're allowed to grieve that you're allowed to sit and process your past and be thankful for all of those other chapters and all of those other things, every sentence, every word that is brought you to right now, and then move forward with your newer life, you know, that newer, more fulfilling, more meaningful life. This newer life of mine, the last three years has been fucking incredible. And I wouldn't want to go back to drinking shell ever. She was a loony bird. She was fun. I mean, I'm still fun, but this drinking shell, she was a blast. But she was also fighting her own demons and hiding from trauma and dealing with insecurities and stuffing substances on substances on substances to ignore some shit that she needed to work through. So she might have been fun on the outside. She was really hurting on the inside. I don't know why I'm just like spent some time referring to myself in third person. <laughs> you know, but that doesn't mean just because I wouldn't go back to that doesn't mean that the transition wasn't really painful in the beginning. And I think that's why we so often, you know, go back to our old ways or, you know, go back to that ex. That wasn't shit that we really shouldn't have anything to do with. It's comfort. It's one of the most difficult things to do to step out and away from what you have always known and who you have always been surrounded by. The idea of loneliness and of solitude is not something that we are, are good with. It's hard for us to sit with, but I promise you that when you Get rid of that shit that's not serving you anymore. You let some people go. It's a not in a judgmental way, but they aren't, they're not meant to move forward with you. I promise that when you do, it is just a remarkable life that you begin to step into. The most amazing people have come into my life or have stayed that I wouldn't, I'm, I just, I wouldn't have met them and I wouldn't have the relationships I do with them now had I still been where I was three years ago. To step out and away from what you have always known to pave your own path. 
and realize that like my fate, one of my favorite quotes, Maya Angelou says, you are only free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place, no place at all. When you realize that there is freedom and evolving and changing and in growth, you realize that who is meant to be around you will be. Let it be. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> like Frozen has taught all of us. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I just want to hop on do a little, a little quickie this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. Be kind to yourself and to others. And please never forget how wildly capable you are. Till next time. Bye.